rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Monday, August 24th. We've got a short show for you guys today, so uh, we're going to scratch the uh, the Roscovette interview. But, good news, Landon. He'll be on on Wednesday. So It will be here you, on Wednesday. We'll, we'll have him on longer on Wednesday. We wanted to do that. We didn't want to um, cut him short, so we want to get him on for a, a longer episode. Exactly. So make sure you join us on uh, Wednesday and uh, get to hear about Vol Baseball and Roscovette. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, we, we got a short show, and I know that's nobody wants a short show. Nobody does. But... The good news about it is Volunteer Roadshow, right after we're done, Alexis Hornbuckle on Unfiltered is going to be on. So, yep. two, a little twofer to that. Yeah, there you go. We had to reschedule our Sunday, so a little twofer tonight. You do get some more important issues. That's the good news. We are talking um, about Tennessee practice news, team news, uh, football news, basketball news, a lot going on on campus uh, with everything kind of starting to settle into normal. JT Shrout, is he, is he the number two guy? Because that's the rumor. I mean, let's just get right into it. I mean, it, that's because we were talking like he, he could be number four. But with Harrison Bailey and Coratine not really having an opportunity to see the field. Um, and then Brandon Kennedy mentioned all the quarterbacks, their mental processing has gone up. I mean, that's competition. Yeah. Competition breeds, man. Good competition breeds good results. And I feel like that's kind of what kept JT back last year was just mental processing because his arm his arm is there there's and i guess you could call that mental processing i don't think he was like missing throws necessarily but some maybe dumb errors but yeah i guess that yeah. chalk it up to mental processing yeah. um but i do think there were some dumb errors there i, I mentioned a couple weeks ago i almost got in a fight kneeling for him um love you jt <laughs> <laughs> i had your back no matter what um speaking of maybe the next guy we're going to talk about the x factor who's the x factor on this team um Tennessee being a top twenty-five ranked team, it, who is it? Then ten- ooh, that, that it feels good, good doesn't it? It feels <laughs> like great. That. High school football is back. That also feels fantastic. A great weekend of high school football. There were some great games. Um, our guys South South Doyle, our guys in South Knoxville got it done against Fulton. Crazy stat. Did I tell you this Friday night? I don't think so. Crazy stat. South Doyle is five now six and zero oh against Fulton. All time. All time. Wow. It's, it's crazy they've only played six times. I mean, I know, I guess Southwood's only been out of school since the 90s, but. Right. And they've still. always been in a different classification. Yeah, that Insane. is. Insane. Strange. Six and oh. Um, that, that is a wild stat. They added, padded on to that nice little victory column there on Friday, or Saturday night, excuse me. Uh, but it was a good weekend for high school football. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, that reminds me. I meant to do it this week. Uh, we'll, we'll put it off to next week. Any high school football fans, uh, you got kids playing, or any high schools that are high schoolers that are listening. Send in your uh, favorite play from the week. We'll show them on the show on Sundays. Send in your favorite play from Friday night. Uh, If I can get it up in time, I'm going to show you my favorite play from this weekend. It would have been the POW play had there not been a really good play made at South Oil on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. So that was a phenomenal catch. Might show it if I can get it. it was a good catch. Also going to do most important of the week and fail of the week. You ready to go? I still, I still got to play the intro because you know, you know what we got to hear. Okay, well, let's, let's do it. Let's we're about to, we're gonna get going. Let's first hear from good old uh, Jerry Pruitt. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Talk to me, Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Tennessee win! Out of my Tennessee, Jawan Jennings! Jennings makes the... Get my fucking F6 man! 
All right, now, what I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the balls. You got yeah. me? Yeah. Mm. That feels good. Decade of the balls. And, and I feel like coming off of that, we got to go ahead and start talking about it. The Vols, after coming off the worst season in school history just two years ago, are ranked in the top 25. And not even like the... And lost to Georgia State last year. <laughs> and lost not to Georgia... even a year ago. <laughs> fair. I wasn't going to talk about that. Um, it, it's not that it's, you know, not just playing the weak opponent, you know, or not playing everybody in that top 25. Or sorry, not going against everybody for that ranking. Like it, Which I liked it, that the AP ranked everybody. Because mm-hmm. you could. It's not like you... Just because they're not playing doesn't mean you couldn't rank them in week zero because nobody's played a game yet. Preseason. <laughs> so I like that they I like that they did that. I know some people are like that's stupid, but I, I like it. It was cool there to see. There was a new ranking, like an adjusted one. They did put everybody and, in there. And we were sixteen. So, I, but I, I do like that they did that just to see where Tennessee stood against everybody, to see where everybody kind of stood stood yeah. um, at week zero. Once week one gets started, they'll uh, they'll fix that ranking and um, it'll it'll just be the ones that are playing. Uh, but Tennessee is top twenty five. For the team, Power 5 teams that are playing right now, number 16. Number 16. It's probably right. It is right, I guess, because all they did was pull those people out. Yeah. Yeah, so you move up nine spots. Arkansas' schedule looks even worse. <laughs> yep. So we would, in that, if, in the adjusted one, you would play six top 25 teams. That's stupid. Yep. That is stupid. I feel bad for Arkansas. Arkansas got Kentucky would be one. Kentucky's like twenty or yeah. something like yeah, that. They, yeah, they 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 came in there. I think a bunch of people were upset that Kentucky was ranked over Louisville or Louisville was ranked over Kentucky. Who cares? Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, because I probably in the ACC Louisville's going to have a better season than Kentucky. Yeah. Or, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and okay. Yes, because I wouldn't play ACC teams. We play. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that Kentucky would play all ACC teams when you said that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're not right. necessarily that. Louisville is better than right. Kentucky, but they're probably going to have a better record. At the Correct. Season. I would. I would agree with that. Oh, also, this isn't. This is more important issues. Team news. We got more stickers. More stickers. Going to go on sale soon. Um, I got to figure out how to do that. I don't know if y'all can see these. I'll tweet out pictures. Um, but we got. They're small. They fit. They'll fit on your phone, your water bottle, whatever. This is Jawan Jennings. I'll post a picture later. Jawan Jennings catch. So. And then we got our. Why would you not want that? logo a little emblem oh yeah we got the the, <laughs> the die cut sticker i think is what it's called uh, yeah. of the emblem mm. um also fits on your phone water bottle etc so yeah get them get them while they're hot hot off the press get them while they're get them while they're i'm gonna do some giveaways one day we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see about that more team news you have more football because i'm kind of fresh on the basketball yeah so i mean there there is more football but there there is football and just just from what we're hearing from practice is um, so they went under the lights Friday night. Yeah. So do you think that's a coincidence that they did it on Friday night? What's the, so they didn't go out after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably still went out. Probably, but maybe actually less of them did. I don't know if they did. Like, I don't know how that's working. Cause the, the, the chancellor is hard a about this and you're out yeah, so yeah you got you're out which not to say they're all smart but hopefully they're smart enough to know that they may not get a ton of leeway just because they're a football player when it comes to that because they're not messing around well i'll say that and did you see fraternity the fraternity was still doing their events in circle park on sunday huh yeah they were still doing them yep oh well good for them I don't, <laughs> so i don't understand like you can't have a house party but you can still do a fraternity event yeah 
And a, a bunch like fraternities responded like, "Oh, we were in face mask, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Couldn't you say that at parties you're required to wear face masks too?" You could. You could say that. I don't know if it'd be true. Um, Christopher Cave said he was just at Neyland. Nice, lucky man. They're getting ready for some football down there. It's close, man. It's so close. Yeah, on Friday they're in Neyland. Friday they played a scrimmage, yeah. and uh, apparently, um, for for what we heard this week, so JT Shroud. Looks like he's the number two behind JG. We just heard a lot of good things from JT. Not necessarily that JG did bad or Brian Maurer did bad, but JT stood out among the quarterbacks. And it's important to remember, because I think a lot of people are expecting Harrison Bailey to be that number two guy, if not number one. It's important to remember Harrison Bailey has not practiced with the team to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Since since they've been back. He had two practices during the spring. Sorry, during fall camp. Right. During fall camp. You're right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, we were talking about on the show that he could be, JT could be number four. Yeah. When you look at last season, he was probably, he was number three last year. Yeah. And so you figured Harrison Bailey, but Hey, I mean, if you see an opportunity, go get that. Yeah. And, and I, I, we texted about it when that, the, it was first reported by Zavalquist that said, kind of said that. Yeah. Whoever said he was probably number two, we were texting about it and I, you know, I said it, I, I've always thought he was probably the more talented guy, not necessarily of Harrison Bailey, but of Brian Maurer and JG. Um, and, and even when Keller Chris was here, I thought he was probably one of the more talented guys. But he hadn't played up until last year, and he, he still only played like 30 snaps maybe. But now at least he's gotten some time to play and see the field and maybe get a better understanding of what's going on. And that's, you know, that's going to help you a lot going forward. Now he's seen it. Now he's getting more competition. Same thing for JG. It's his second year in the system under James Chang. Yeah, and it's his third year on campus, so it's mm-hmm. not like he's a new guy. Right. Um, you know, hopefully he's just now figuring it out. Um, and, you know, this first week he's got a lot of praise for it. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if he can continue that. Um, that. That's something to watch. I mean, like you said, at least it's competition. That's Because last year part. I don't think there was a lot to really – that's why you kept putting JG back in because there was no competition in practice. Right, and uh, you're getting them. You're getting older guys in there. Um, you're getting older, at least somewhat talented guys in there. It's it's not just they've grown old at Tennessee just because they've been here. Um, you're, you're talking Brian Maurer was a starter for two games last year. Um, JT Shrout, you could probably call him a starter for one game. Got plenty of playing time. Mm-hmm. JG's obviously going to be competitive in, in in terms of where they land in the in the depth chart. Um, and then you got a guy in here that every fan expects to be starting by the end of the season. Um, and, and they hear that. They hear that news. They, they know what's going on. They watch the highlight films. They know who's going to be coming in and play, competing against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely good uh, for them to be challenged. And, you know, it's, it's, it, if it's true what we're hearing, uh, it just goes to show you what competition can do for somebody who might just not have been all completely there as far as it, it went up, up in the head. Yep. And now he's getting there. Yep. Always good to hear. Um, also, I heard, so somebody told me this, Eric Gray has been impressive, of course. Right. Everybody's heard that. But mm-hmm. I'm hearing, like, this could be Tennessee's Heisman candidate. Eric Gray. Maybe not this year. I'm shocked, but. No, yeah, but in the future, like, Eric Gray, like, in practice, he's impressing a lot of people where they're putting that up in the air. Float it out. I like it. Yeah. They're great for hopping. <laughs> Let's, we'll start the campaign. Yeah. Print the stickers. Yep. I mean, we should. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's good to hear because, it, like, we talked about Todd Chandler and how he is a good back. I think. And for him yeah. to be your number two back and, and be 
you know, talented as he is, that's huge. Yeah, and I think Eric Gray, the important thing to remember about him, because I, I jokingly was high on him, he looks like he could be a really good back. He has like 500 yards rushing his career. Didn't even start getting significant carries until the last four games of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's important to remember. He's got to take that next step really quick early on if he if he's going to be as impactful. Because unless their philosophy changes, the coaches that are on staff, they're going to play whoever's running the ball the best. Whether it be Ty Chandler, Eric Gray, or um, just blanked on his name. Um, you heard his name this week from Brandon Kennedy and, and Eric Gray, right? T. Hodge. T. Hodge. T. Hodge. Yeah, I mean. Whoever's, whoever's hot. He's a, he's a different kind of back. And mm-hmm. I think Eric Gray, when they recruited him, he was a different kind of back than they had on the roster. Yeah. A guy that can make plays, not just run the football, but any way you can get him the ball. Right. Um, so I, Recovering I onside kicks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway. We watched the Indiana game on Saturday. Yeah, just just put it in his hands. Um, also, hearing a lot some for some freshmen, you mentioned T. Hodge. Um, he's a guy that's got a lot of praise. Jalen Hyatt, they're, they're mm-hmm. really impressed with him, not just because of his speed. That was obvious. Speed case, though. Yeah, like, that was obvious. But he, he's he's an all-around receiver. Yeah. But even when you know how fast someone is, like you even see that time. But you watch him play on a field against people, you're blown away. And then your next go up and get a guy, Malachi Wadman. Yeah, those, those dudes are freak athletes. So Malachi Wadman, um, uh, D. Beckwith, and Jalen Hyatt, their athleticism is going to wow. It's kind of like uh, the same thing we were talking about with Pons. If he could have, he could have gotten drafted this year because if he goes and tries out for a team, he's going to wow you. Oh, yeah. it's the same thing with those guys. Their freak athleticism. When you see Jalen Hyatt burn past someone, it wows because you know the guy he's playing against is fast, and it wows you. When you see um, Malachi Wadman go up and catch over a, a six foot one guy who can jump just fine, it wows you. Mm-hmm. Same, I mean, same thing. It, it's the, I, I didn't realize Jalen Hyatt was six two. I thought he was like five ten, five eleven, but he's like, he's like a pretty decent size receiver yeah and he's making i mean and burners that's all i mean <laughs> yeah, that's all gone. he needs that's all he needs give him some daylight yeah um but yeah i i think malachi wadman that that's we've heard a lot about jalen high but we're hearing a lot about malachi wadman just his ability to go up and get the football and that's huge for this team because you lose two guys who went up and got the football and juan jennings and mark west callaway so i think yeah. that'll be big to to get and Josh Palmer is another one that can go up and get the ball. Yeah, um, he's proven that on on different occasions. So I, that that wide receiver group, it, it's a question mark because you don't really know exactly what you have. But I think there's a lot of talent there too. Yeah, yeah I think it's more of a question of who's gonna step, who's gonna fill the voids mm-hmm. who left. Yep. If they can this necessarily this year, the good news is, like you said, you have a lot of talent. But real quick, I know oh, we know this about Josh Palmer, but the thing that when I watch his film, the how like is amazing to me is his ability to catch the ball in any when he goes in the air not necessarily just over people the catch against i think it was auburn that stands out the most where he goes almost completely horizontal to catch a ball it's incredible yeah the way he's able to contort himself in the air Mm -hmm. yeah athleticism baby it's crazy what we've we've gotten to like you're getting better athletes on you're you're padding the roster a little bit i mean i i did a tweet today in 2017, we had a converted tight end playing tackle. Started four games. At I like that. <laughs> yeah. He was like 260. I think we should have an open tryout like uh, Invincible. <laughs> we should. You should go try out. I, I should. <laughs> I, I should, absolutely. <laughs> Here's the thing. If they had an open tryout, what's funny to me about Invincible, I know I'm going off topic. If it's funny to me about Invincible, is that's exactly what an open trial would look like. Some average athlete would wow people because they're going up against some dude that can barely run. 
That's exactly what an open trial would look like. Oh, he, he's like not the players aren't there. It's just open trial. So it's people yeah. who like can't. Yeah, yeah. They just went just to go. See I don't know how recently you've seen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how recently you've seen Invincible. Like they're like drinking beer, waiting to get into the stadium. Yeah, I'm thinking more of like. After he's made the team and he's like switching his pads. Yeah, no, you don't faster. make it past the first cut. Right. You don't make it past no, the first cut. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Um, any other? Oh, what about uh, Jeremy Banks started getting praise from from his, maybe the guy he's going to be playing next to in Henry Toto. Maybe. I mean, I think that's that's a good group. And I think the the staff really likes what they have with those three guys because they've already moved a guy to outside linebacker. Who's that? J.J. Peterson. They did move him. That's just out of depth. Cause I, well, I mean, I guess, could he start there this year? I don't know. I mean, I guess he could. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unproven. I, and, and I feel like that's probably an easier position for him to just like see ball, get ball. Yeah. Um, you know, inside linebacker, you have to, to worry about coverages a lot more. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Just let him go be athletic. And, right. And go get a You're not giving up as much. Right. Interesting. That'd be interesting. But position. I mean, that's an interesting position to look at. I thought there's not a ton of dead but inside linebacker. No, I thought so. they moved Jeremy Banks potentially to outside linebacker. Well, just, I think we talked about like we, that we could did. be a possibility. Just yes. because I thought they'd want to start him mm-hmm. with Crouch and Toto. I mean, but if you, I imagine they do not want to get into a situation um, where they're they've got pretty much Batuli and Toto in for every single defensive snap. Right. I, I gotta imagine that. Yeah. So that having Banks there helps a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it, that'll be interesting to see who emerges. I think it would be Crouch. Yeah. But, hey, if it's Jeremy Banks, no, no one's going to be mad. And <laughs> we're 33 days away. 33. Jeremy Banks days away. Yep. God, I'm so happy he's back. Pretty, I'm pretty le- relieved that he's back. Did you notice, like, the roster stuff? I so, don't think I did. So, J- Jameer Johnson, who was, like, when he signed, he was, like, 265. Oh, maybe. They've added some weight on them. But he's 300. And, like, he... He carries like it, it. He doesn't look like a three hundred pound guy when you see him like in regular clothes, right? But the fact that he's three hundred and being able to keep on that weight that's that's huge. Yeah, um, it, to have some depth, and, and he might win a job. The di- I mean, the difference the that Jeremy Pruitt and I mean, you got to give credit to um, um, the weight staff. I'm trying to think of the guy that left this year, uh, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, Craig Fitzgerald. The, you got to give credit to what they did in just a short amount of time. That turnaround with the weight program, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it's come a long way. Uh, there, there's probably some, there's probably some guys that maybe have hit their ceiling, but they've come a long way from yep. where they were just a couple years ago. Absolutely, it's nice to see. Yep, we're not. And, and speaking of that, in the training staff as well, Austin Pope is on track to be back week I, one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yes, credit to the training staff, but I don't even know if that's. I think it's just about the culture. That's culture. Oh yeah, like everybody mm-hmm. want to talk about injury. And we talked. I think we talked about this when Butch Jones is coach. When you get to week seven, everyone in the SEC is banged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you tough enough? Do you want to play enough to play through some of the injuries you have? It's just part of football. It's yeah. part of any sport. No one's healthy week mid mid season right. in any sport. Yeah. Do you have the guys that are that want to go out there and play yeah. banged up? And have you taken care of the injuries that you can take care of? I mean, there's always going to be the unfortunate ones. The the, the knee injuries or, you know, the high ankle sprains that are going to nag you that are just tough. Those are always going to happen. The concussions nowadays, like, it's going to happen. But 
there's the ones that your ankle is going to be sore. It's a part of playing a sport. Your mm-hmm. your back, you you know, your shoulders are probably going to, especially depending on what position you play in football, are going to be banged up. Are they? Are we talking about a dislocated shoulder? Or are we? Or is it you know sore? What are we yep. talking about? And, and I think that's fixed a lot since Butch Jones has been here. Yep. The culture is better. You don't get to you don't enjoy your time off under Jeremy Pruitt from what we've heard. No, you do not. <laughs> nope. Um, but Austin, getting Austin Pope back would be huge. That huge. That could be monumental to what this offense is able to do. Yeah, because I'm sure when he went down, they're like, oh, crap. Because I think they led the SEC in two tight end sets last season. Wow, I didn't even know we had two tight ends on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like that was – they led the, the SEC in that. So, when they're – Number one guy, the guy with the most experience goes down. That I'm sure they were scrambling like, oh, crap. Yeah. We got to find somebody immediately. I mean, hey, probably, you might get him back. So you, so if you're able to get some guys ready to be able to play and then you get him back, that's just an added bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's – is he a four-year guy now? Fourth year? I think so. can't remember how old he is. He's a redshirt junior maybe? Okay. Nice. Yeah, that would be great to have uh, Austin Pope back. And, and, I mean, that's just good that he's recovered from his injury that quickly, too, or his surgery. Excuse me. Um, that's always good to see. Um, anything else for football you want to touch on real quick? Because I do want to mention just some basketball. Um, Rick Barnes met with the media today. No, that's that's all I got. J.J. Peterson and Austin Pope, that was two of the big kind of news that I had. Cool. Yeah, that's great news. Someone said, I worry for our players' well-being against Florida. Just because it's late in the season? Florida's played a full season. I'm worried too. about if we beat them, what our well-being will be. I am too. <laughs> I mean, I'll have, and for myself personally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you talk about a ten-game SEC schedule. That's tough, but the good news is Florida's got to play the same one. So yep. that's the good news. Yep. But Rick Barnes met with the media today. Thing I thought he said interesting. That is astounding to me. But when you look at it, it makes sense. We could be Tennessee could be redshirting a big man, somebody in the post. Uroch. He just said that that's a possibility. I don't know. He didn't say a name. Hmm. I got to think it's Urosh. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it, it would probably be who, like, between him or Kumal, who doesn't play. Yeah, Kumal's, I didn't, yeah, Kumal, yeah. And that might mean Corey Walker has. I got to think Corey Walker is going to be expected to make an immediate impact. Yeah. Or Pember. Pember could. <laughs> Pember's plays in the wing. Pump the brakes. But yeah, he's like six ten though. I mean, he's like he's the same as John Fulkerson. Don't you ever put that on John Fulkerson, <laughs> ever. Are, are we gonna forget that John Fulkerson could barely dribble a basketball like two years ago? It's not that he could barely dribble a basketball; <laughs> it's that he could barely walk. He's like baby deer status, yeah. baby giraffe status. Yeah, he could dribble and shoot. He almost beat UNC single handedly. So you said don't put it on John Fulkerson. Drew Pember can shoot. And dribble a basketball. He, he could never beat anyone single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. To be determined. Well, to be, yeah, to be determined. I, I think we're saying that same thing with John I would, Fulkerson. I would say the same thing about John Fulkerson right now if it was reversed. <laughs> if roles are reversed. Yeah. Um, and then also, Rick Barnes said that March Madness had to happen this year. I agree. That's I a, agree, that's too. That's a lot of freaking money. I don't think – I think it's why you can't have spring football. Yeah, It's because March Madness has to happen. Like, I logistically, I don't think spring football is possible because of that. Because of TV deals? TV deals, just, yeah. Tommy, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things that go into why spring football is a bad idea, but I would love for there to be March Madness. Because yeah, that, wow. that sucks. That was 
It was terrible. Yeah. It wasn't fun. I didn't get to lose any money. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. The good news is SEC's having fall for ball. So that's all we got to worry about. Yeah, you didn't get to fill out a bracket when somebody didn't make a pick that you did. You called them an idiot. And then two days later, the game happened and, and you lost. So you look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot of that that didn't happen. That's the one thing that will forever piss me off about March Madness is that children picking them. You're usually better than like me. Yeah. <laughs> but like the average basketball fan. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, then let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Tennessee's X factor. Okay. So kind of how I went with it and I don't, you might've went a different direction is just somebody who like, you know, you're going to get like this from all the other players, but this guy, if he's able to take the next step in his development, he can win you say two or three other games. I kind of did the same thing. Okay. Um, I think the only thing I would say I change is like this dude kind of, this is who you need to take the next step and to be that guy that can that he can change the the pace and the tone of any game. Okay. If he takes that next step. And he, he kinda Tennessee kinda needs him to, especially in a ten game season. Ten okay. game SEC uh, yeah. season. Uh did you do offense and defense? Is that what you did? Um I can. I I, did, okay. I just had defense, but I, I can I can that's, do an that's offensive fine. That's fine. Um I did off well I did offense for probably my main one. Okay. And that guy, it's funny you mentioned it. You you mentioned his Heisman candidacy. Mm. And I think if you had Eric Gray with anything close to a Heisman candidacy top year, Tennessee would win a lot more football games. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because the best teams, yeah, they have one-two punches. Or they have a second running back that can be impactful. But they also have stud star running backs outside of it. I guess LSU this year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even then, they had a guy that was – you know, he was good enough to, and he did it pretty much single handedly. Um, they weren't running it to the two guy that much, but you need Eric Gray to take that next step to provide you a run game and uh, pass support. And if he takes, if he takes a, his next step, Tennessee will be a very, very good football team. That'll be very difficult to stop offensively. Cause yeah, I think you're going to find a quarterback. And I think that builds confidence around the whole offense. If you're able to run the ball, yeah. uh, it helps your quarterback. It helps your offensive line. It helps mm-hmm. your receivers. It helps everything if you're able to run the football. I mean, you can run the ball really well. You usually keep your defense on the sidelines a little bit longer, which usually helps your defense. Yep. Time of possession usually tells you how good defenses are. Yep. Drive the ball. Um, so mine is uh, an outside linebacker. It's just a position that we don't have a ton of depth at. Um, and I think it's a question mark just because you lose um, your, your best pass rusher from last year and mm-hmm. uh, Daryl Taylor. Um it's got to be Kevon Bennett. It, it, he's got to be. He's got to take that next step. He had two tackles in 2018. He had 27 last year. Um, he had six tackles for loss um, and two sacks. So he needs to probably triple right. all those um, st- stats. Um, and Daryl Taylor, he wasn't. He wasn't very consistent, but he was consistent enough where teams had to account for where he was on the field at all mm-hmm. times. Right. Um, so Kevon Bennett has to be that guy. He's got to be disruptive, um, and I think that helps your defense. God, I think your defense is probably, as a whole, one of the best in the SEC if you're able to get a solid pass rush. Right. With your your defensive backs, they're all veterans. With who you got at inside linebacker, your defensive line a year ago was, um, you know, a big surprise. They're only going to get better. I think Jimmy Brumball is going to do a great job with that group. So Kevon Bennett. Yeah, I like it. You're the X factor. If you if you have seven sacks this season, I think Tennessee will, will be a much better defensive team. Yep, much I think better. that's 
maybe the difference between four and six and six and four, a pass rush. Might be. It'd help a lot, too, to have a, a good pass rush against South Carolina. All they have right now is um, Holinsky. Yep. So, it would change that game drastically. Yeah, Marshawn Lloyd is done for the season. Unfortunately. That, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I guess it's good for Tennessee, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You don't wish that on anybody. Right. Um, but it's weird. He didn't even have to get on the <laughs> kneeling turf. To... Right, yeah. That's what everybody says. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Is it here's the question. Does Georgia's turf just suck that much that they're not used to good turf like Neelands? You mean South Carolina? Well, it's Georgia running backs who get hurt there all the time. Right. Well, um what's his name? Lattimore got hurt at South Carolina. He got hurt at South yeah, Carolina. That was oh, at South Carolina. Gotcha. So maybe that it's just was, a Tennessee thing. Exactly. That was the nastiest injury I've ever seen. In my That's gross. Life. Yeah. yeah. In my yeah. life. I saw it in real time and everyone was like, Rewind it, what happened? I was like, Please don't rewind it. Yeah. No. Please don't. And they did. I just say buffalo chicken dip, but I don't want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> At least that buffalo chicken dip. I want to see more buffalo right, chicken yeah. dip. I want to just see more not the on my one plate, I just, not just that I already consumed. Yeah, not the one that I've already eaten. <laughs> exactly. Um, Camp Mays. Oh, what happened? Camp Mays, it said something like, looks like uh, he would have been here if not for Butch Jones. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's fact. That's not I mean, that, that's what about sucks that. about the, the Camp Mays, Mays thing. Me. I mean, why does Georgia, why does it matter if they didn't? Why is that a factor? It's what the true. other team says. Yeah, what team's going to approve that? Yeah. What team is going to be like, yep. Also, good. if that was the difference, and if it was, I can't remember where he transferred from, but the dude that transferred like Virginia Tech last year to be closer to his mom, or was it transferred to like Indiana or something like that? Somewhere, something like that to transfer to be closer to his mom and was ruled ineligible and she was sick. If it was because of his other team said they didn't, you know, they didn't approve, F the NCAA, F that other team. F everybody involved. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing ever. That, that's It, it kind of reminds me when I go to Taco Bell and they're like, fill out this survey to, to tell them how good I did. I'm like, I just waited in line for 30 minutes. Yeah, do you really want that? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and, okay, and I'll do not, it. But I'm, I'm not. I'm credit not to Taco Bell, though. They're not going to take your in. They're not going to take your consideration. Like, they don't care. They're right. gonna You're going to wait 30 minutes the next time, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they just want a good one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's The, the yeah. NCAA is the dumbest organization of all time. Of all time. It makes no sense. And yes, first off, now that they ruled that this year doesn't count, uh, there's not going to be any championship, NCAA championships, Cade May should play, period. Even if he transferred here um, because he wanted to and he was a four-year starter at Georgia, blah, blah, blah. No, flipping birds and you play this year. Yeah, exactly. Period. Yeah, it should not matter in the least, but hey. Whatever. Whatever. High school yeah, football's back. Yeah, just roll them out there. Do it. Roll them out there. What are they going to do? Cancel the season? They pretty much already did. Just yeah. the SEC's playing. Yeah. SEC, ACC, Big 12. What are they going to say? He can't play out of conference again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who, who cares? <laughs> He's ineligible next year. He's on the draft. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, that's fine. We'll you, that. you forfeit those games. They don't count. They, sh- they should make a deal like that. We'll just play conference only this year, and next year he'll be suspended. Exactly. That's fine with me. Yep. That's cool with me. Um, high school football, though. It's back. Back. It felt good. It was a good Friday. Good Saturday. It was Friday. good to actually go to a game. Yeah, it was. I told told Emily, said, I got to go to a game because this might be the only one. <laughs> so, might be the only game I get to see in person this year. So, I got to go. Yeah. So, we went. But, but right now, it looks like week two is happening. For now. Yeah. I won't be going to Gibbs. 
Grace. Grace, sorry, Grace. Well, we'll, go to Grace. well, apparently they wanted to play at South Ool because Grace can only give like 15 away tickets. With all the logistics, though, changing a game like that now would be tough. Oh, yeah. And, and like, no one's going to give away a home game. Oh, so South Ool wanted to move it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird. Yeah. That's a lot of logistics to work out in a yeah. week. No. It's not going to happen. No. Um, so, well, high school football. What? Any games impress you? Any games stand out to you? The Powell Beach game was really good. It was a good game. Um, so, Beach went up. I think they were down two scores. Went up with like a minute 20-something left. And Powell drove down and scored with five seconds left. So, Left yeah. them a little too much time. Yeah. Too much time. A little too much. But... I mean, for Beach to play with, Powell should be pretty solid this year. I think they, obviously, they questioned uh, their quarterback. He's got his first start under his belt. Um, but I think they were pretty impressed with him. I think everyone <laughs> knew. Yeah, they ended up being very impressed with him. But I think everyone knew where Powell's kind of going to stand um, as they came into the year. And then, obviously, you get a great game from your quarterback uh, and a phenomenal ending. Yeah. Holy crap. There were, there were some games that I was like, man, I want to see that. Um, Webb and Austin East was one of those games. I just thought that was an interesting matchup, but Webb just freaking whooped. I think Webb's going to be pretty solid this year. I think yeah. they're going to be a force in Division Two. Yeah, they were – I was impressed. Because I, I figured, like, Austin East always have athletes. They did um, have a coaching change this year. Yeah. So, I, I don't know how good they were going to be, but I just thought that was two interesting teams matching up against one another. Um, who else? Oak Ridge Oak and Hard Valley. Man. Oak Ridge – is good. Yeah, I want to know what, you know, kind of, it'll be interesting to see where Hard Valley stands in the coming weeks, but Oak Ridge, they're and the real deal. Their running back is, that That was the first time I've, like, really paid attention to him because mm-hmm. he got that Tennessee offer. Um, Kendall Jackson is a, a name everybody needs to keep an eye on. Yeah. Because he is the real deal. Yep. Absolutely. Thursday night, too, the Halls and Gibbs game was pretty good. It was pretty good. A lot of good games in this area. Do you know there's a game Saturday, college football? Is there? Austin P and Central Arkansas play. Interesting. Well, I mean, I might, I might <laughs> just, watch. I just might, tune in. <laughs> I, might, I might be watching that game. Austin P, I might be. Is it going to be on TV? I might just stream it. We'll stream it. Yeah. We'll make it work. Um, Interesting. Some uh, some other guys that Tennessee fans need to keep an eye on. So, Brentwood played in Nolansville. Uh, Walker Merrill had two touchdowns. Okay. Nice. Um, they won forty-seven to twelve. I think they're they're supposed to be a force. Um, yeah, I think they're in six A, right? Brentwood. Yep, I believe so. Yep. Believe um, so. and then I forget who Christian Brothers played, but they won. They won. They won big, didn't they? Uh, Dallin Hayden. Yeah, he went off. Yeah. yeah. So what, legacy guy. He he was is part of that twenty twenty two class. Um, son of former. Ball running back Aaron Hayden had three touchdowns and I think 230 yards. Um, and he's doing that uh, touchdowns like for uh, oh yeah tackling like for, yeah literacy yeah for calls or whatever. And uh, so he, they've raised nine thousand seven hundred fifty six dollars as of earlier today. Oh nice. So How each many? touchdown. So his goal was seventeen. So it's based off seventeen. So each touchdown would be worth. $591.29. He scored three on Friday. Oh, so that's just his money that he's raised. $9,000. Yes. Almost $10,000. Yes. Dang. So how does that – do people pledge a certain amount of money towards 
like each touchdown is like a walkathon kind of deal. Yeah, or they just. I think it's it's based on seventeen touchdowns. Is this? Oh, okay, so if he scores seventeen, they'll raise nine thousand, almost ten thousand dollars. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think that's how it works. Gotcha. Um, so all in all, people pledge so, so five hundred deck. Yeah, five hundred seventy dollars towards. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I got you. Do you have any? I, I want to talk about high school football more. I wish we could. Maybe we will a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, we do have a time limit tonight because, like I said, Alexis Hornbuckle up on unfiltered. So make sure you kind of hang along with uh, Volunteer Roadshow on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, wherever you're at. There's going to be another show right after this. Uh, so make sure you hang around for that. Do you have anything else for high school football or any questions? Oh, um, Catholic plays Trinity. Yeah. Christian school. So Deion Sanders, his what team if, is coming up from Cedar Hill, Texas. Did you offer him your backyard, your backyard yet for practice? I should. I should have. Okay. Um, I, I didn't get on it fast enough. I haven't figured <laughs> it was the first one to be like, Come here, come here, please. I don't please. think he ever DM'd him because they. I saw like three more tweets where they're like, "Hey, please DM us." Yeah, maybe you found a. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm sure Catholic would. Lakeway offered him. Lakeway Christian offered. Oh really? Him. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's where I'd be going. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're supposed to play this Friday night. That'll be an inter- interesting matchup. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be. Uh, if I can't watch it, I'll be listening to it. They uh, they have their games on nine on. Because his son's a four star quarterback. Okay. Um, he's committed to FAU and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little uh, Sanders Martin action, nice like that. So. Yeah, um, let's do let's run through a more important or more important most important and fail real quick if you got them. Okay, um, most important it was going to be the the Dallin Hayden thing. I also want to mention my cousin got his first interception, yeah. Hunter Simpson for for South Duel the other night. So I do want to mention that because um, I told him I would. So. They said it was tipped. I don't think it was tipped. I think the quarterback just got he got hit. Not <laughs> yeah, he got hit. <laughs> That poor quarterback. He hung in there. Yeah. Fulton's quarterback hung in there. He's proud of the kid. Big, big, uh, big brother moment. <laughs> I stood up and yelled. I got horse after Friday. <laughs> uh, I've got one. I've got a, uh, his name is Rocco Figarati. Fig, I don't know how to say his name. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but. Italian guy. Four-year-old. <laughs> Italian kid. Ooh. Four-year-old hit a hole-in-one. Four years old. 57 yards, I think. 57 yards? 55-yard hole. He's, he's four, Landon. Give him a break. It's weak. <laughs> and hit a hole in one. Dang. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. And the kid run does what I would have done and ran down from the tee box to get this ball in the hole. The only thing I would have done different is gotten naked. <laughs> Full nudity. <laughs> It'd be weird if you did it. It probably wouldn't be that weird if the kid it, did it. it uh, I mean, it's uh, weird, but it's not like, <laughs> oh, he's, he's four. It's like, oh, he's 25. That's strange. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, so, my next one is Alcoa. I forgot okay. to mention this. Alcoa played Blackman um, and beat them the other night. And their defense allowed 22 total yards. 6A Blackman. I was going to say Blackman 6A. 22 yards. Alcoa doesn't play anybody, though. Right. Alcoa, nobody, nobody will schedule Alcoa as the issue. Yeah. Alcoa would win in every division. I think six A they'd be a top three team probably. Yeah. Year in and year out. But probably. that they'd beat everybody else. Right. Um my 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 fail is uh my or John Plumley. He uh for the quarterback for Ole Miss sent a message that was asking everybody not to go out and go to bars and someone tweeted back and said, Bro, weren't you at Funkies just the other day? <laughs> Which I guess oh, yeah, the bar I saw and Ole Miss. That. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not good. Don't go to the bars so we can and so we can play football, <laughs> please. Yeah, my fail is um, 
uh, Max Zoe said no linebacker in Florida can stick with him. He's a running back, and Terrence Lewis uh, stopped him. Yeah, in his tracks. It we got it. We got to talk about that more on Wednesday. Yeah, we will. I got a few things to mention about that. And Paul George, twenty five percent from the field in three straight yeah. great games. They're He's calling, struggling. They're calling him Pandemic P. Didn't he say he was playoff? Playoff Paul or something like that. Yeah, now it's <laughs> Pandemic P. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for listening. We do got to run. Sorry for the short episode, but good news, two shows. Um, we'll also have a our show will be back on Wednesday. We appreciate you guys. We will see you um, on Wednesday night. We're bringing the boat 